everybody, this is A7X Fan Ben, and this is episode number 47 of Pirates with Ben. And I did post a new Rules for Thought thread on Miniature Trading, the 12th uh, version of that series. And this one is talking about determining player order. And somebody wrote, we use a remaining points bid, where if a player has 20 plus points left, they can bid those points to go first, at the risk of having less ships, but a faster fleet. Also used for choosing home islands. So this one is a little bit funky. Um, Wolf gave his thoughts on it. And I think it's an interesting concept, but it kind of gets a little bit strange with some of the abilities and some of the existing rules of the game. And that being said, I want to hear your thoughts on it. So uh, comment down below your thoughts on this idea, or you could comment in the thread, of course. And just to wrap up something from a, a couple of videos ago, the Matthias Vespero was the card of the day, and I did find that Reddit thread that somebody posted a year ago. The Blacksmith64 wrote uh, a quick background story. A friend of mine was at, at Gen Con when WizKids had this massive tournament. You had to pay 100 coins to enter, and then you got busts, and then you could bid on prizes, and then he lost most of the games. And then a kid he knew had to leave and give him and gave him four of his busts and kept two of his souvenirs. One item came to the auction table, a small cardboard box that was a mystery prize. So he bid all of the six busts that he had gotten that he had won and had given to him and then no one else bid and he won the auctioneer opened the box and the prize was to have a ship named after you so that's where the matthias vespero name comes from somebody at gen con back in uh i would think it must have been 2004 back when the game was still extremely young so anyway and then raintiger.com does have uh Matthias Vespero. Probably find it on eBay somewhere, I'm thinking. But speaking of which, the deal of the day is on Rain Tiger. I picked out a few here. One of them was actually the card of the day recently as well. La Serviente is only 50 cents. It's a common from Mysterious Islands, but 50 cents for a, a good, fast, and accurate Spanish gunship is pretty pretty good deal. And then also HMS Auckland is 50 cents at Rain Tiger as well. Another common schooner from that set. Auckland has SL base move as well, along with a couple um, 2S cannons, a 3S, and then a boarding bonus. So a couple good ships here. They have plenty of both ships. Well, one left of the Serviente, but anyway. And of course, as I've talked about before, there's other good stuff on Rain Tiger. HMS Sea Phoenix, 50 cents. Some ships are uh, 25 cents, actually. So you get four for a dollar and give some away or whatever. Use it as trade bait on miniature trading or whatever. And Pojo actually has a trading system too, but only traded there once. But anyway, so deals of the day, Marine Tiger, definitely a good place to go to find cheap commons. And once in a while, uncommons can be at a pretty good price there too. So card of the day, sets 1 through 14. And we got set number 14. So I'll get the Return to Savage Shores spreadsheet up. We won't need the regular database today. So Return to Savage Shores was not released, of course. It's not a physical release. After being the rules arbitrator and working with WizKids a bit, Wolf actually released the stats for all the Return to Savage Shore stuff back in 2012, pretty sure. May have spilled over into the year before and or year after, but... So there's 52 pieces, just like Savage Shores. Spreadsheet is still loading. It's a pretty good set. It's similar to Savage Shores. The distribution is, like, the same, basically. It's just... Switching up the ships and factions a bit. So yeah, so number is to 52. So number 15 from Return to Savage Shores 
is HMS Halcyon. I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but this is an uncommon English four master, 11 points, four cargo, SS move. Cannons are 2S, 2L, 2L, 2S, and when this ship sinks another ship, you can repair one of this ship's masts. So this is a fantastic gunship, as you can see, and I'm going to quickly look up HMS London, because it's basically a copy of the London, so I'm almost reviewing that ship at the same time. So HMS London is almost the exact same ship from Crimson Coast. The only difference is the ability. Everything else is the same. So the London says, when touching a pirate ship, you may load as much of that ship's treasure as you can carry, which is not a great ability for a purpose-built gunship, and it's a really, it's a super niche ability, uh, and it's faction-based, so it's not a great ability. So this ship, uh, when it sinks another ship, you can repair one of the ship's masts. That's a better ability for a gunship, so the Halcyon gets a slight nod here. Both ships are wicked good gunships, so Captain Helmson, you've got 3S speed, all rank 2 cannons with some L range in there, 16 points for that combo, and still two cargo spaces open, then you could add more crew from there, like Sir Christopher Mings is a 3 point, same action twice crew from Spanish Main, for example. English have a lot of great name crew, as I've already talked about in another video, how to make the most out of the English video. And the London got, you've seen two versions, because she had like a promo LE version of, uh, of from Crimson Coast that's more rare. But anyway, so... I would say both of these ships would probably get, I would say, pretty much a 9.5 out of 10. I would probably say the London would get a 9.5 out of 10, and I think I might give out the first 10 out of 10 to HMS Halcyon, because there's really nothing to uh, to complain about. It's just amazing. There's just no, there's nothing you would really change about the ship other than make it, make it more expensive. So it could easily be 13 or 15 points, and it would still get used. Um, so it's just a more fitting version of the London, because London has like a really niche treasure-based ability she's probably not going to use much, if at all. And then this ship actually has a combat ability. It's not a great ability. I haven't I haven't really seen it used a lot, and doesn't really come into play too much, but it's still a more fitting ability. So HMS Halcyon, card of the day, you can't buy her because she doesn't exist, uh, in physical form at least, but you could proxy her in Vassal, or you could just use the London, of course, which would be a perfect proxy. Because the card is almost right. You only change the name and the ability. So, and the flavor text. But anyway. So, Halcyon gets the first 10 out of 10 on Pirates with Ben. At least that I remember anyway. I think so. Um, actually, it might have been Helmsman, I think, too. But disregarding generic crew, anyway. So, awesome card of the day. And uh, moved to picture of the day. So, three years ago today, in 2015, in Economy Edition... And you can see, I picked out a couple pictures that show a rare site, which is kind of like the line of battle. So if you're familiar with the Age of Sail, line of battle tactics were introduced mostly in like the 17th century, and then they carried over uh, for a long time, really, in naval warfare. So um, fleets would just line up in line of battle formation, like bow to stern, and then they would usually fight other fleets like that in a line of battle formation, and this is something you are almost never see in Pirates Constructible Strategy game because it doesn't really doesn't really make a lot of sense. And like with the movement and the lack of wind rules and you know the and the firing the firing arcs are pretty extreme in this game. Um, so you don't really see it. You don't it's not like a tactic that's used or that's even that's even relevant or useful at all. But here in campaign games, sometimes you'll see it 
um, to defend territory. So that's what you're seeing here. You can see the pirates have not really a full line of battle, but kind of a kind of a loosely constructed line of battle of sorts. Looks like they got five or six ships here defending their northeast border because this is a picture looking kind of like a little bit southwest sort of. And then you can actually see a couple submarines that the Americans were controlling off at the bottom of the picture. So, and then the second picture is kind of a cursed line of battle, which is interesting. So they've got four gunships there. They were kind of defending against the Americans who recently had pul pulverized the English and eliminated them from the game. You can see the Constitution at the upper upper part of the picture. And then, so they've got four ships in the line of battle. The Sea Hag had destroyed one of the Spanish, or the Franco-Spanish forts, and then Shalbala is kind of lurking behind uh, behind the juggernaut in the shipwreck there at the upper right in case the sub tried anything. The American submarine there, I think it's the Devil Ray, hired as a privateer mercenary ship. So a couple rare instances of the line of battle. This happened a tiny bit in Basel Campaign Game 1 with the Spanish, and it's been seen in a few other campaign games too. Kind of kind of just a fun thematic thing and also a good a good way to defend your territory in terms of uh, campaign games because a lot of times in campaign games you'll actually see like territorial boundaries more so than in standard games when it's just a short short term free-for-all and the, there's no real boundaries at all so anyway so those are the pictures of the day you can find links to all this stuff in the description and uh thanks for watching and uh, leave a like if you want to, and I'll see you again soon.